anyway, hi, I'm Elisa. I'm Jess. I'm EJ. And we're, and we're social, social disease. disease. One of these oh, days fine. that will come together. Maybe. One of these days we'll all say it together perfectly. Well, one of these days we will all be in the same room recording. Someday. Oh, that'll be beautiful. I was just thinking about that. <sighs> okay, well, today we're going to discuss Shout. And trigger warning for anybody listening, this episode deals with sexual assault. So, listener discretion is advised. Yes. We probably should have done that uh, for the first episode of the season, too. I didn't think about it. Oh, yeah. Well, and we'll put, um, like, a trigger warning in the notes. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I'll make sure it's there as well. So nobody is shocked. Nobody is surprised. Okay, <sighs> do you guys want some facts? Yeah. yeah. Give me those facts. Alright, so this episode is named after the song Shout by Tears for Fears, not the other shout, I guess. Um, This is the first episode that focuses on Paige in the A-plot, which I feel like that's not true, because a lot of things focus on Paige. I think Um, mostly they have, like, Paige as an antagonist. Yeah, that's true. Not necessarily, like what she's up to it's like how she's fucking up terry's life yeah exactly and this also says that this is the first episode where manny appears without emma but i don't think that's well it kind of yeah i guess it is because when she's like cheerleading oh yeah she's on the cheer squad yeah but then they also appear together later um and then when spinner gets a text from Paige. It's easy to see that the phone is fake because you can see right through the screen. It's basically just a... I noticed that when I was watching it. It's basically just a... Um, it's a case. It's a phone case for, like, a, a flip phone. <laughs> I oh thought my God. it was like a weird phone. I was like, why is it see-through? That's low yeah, that was... grassy. Those kids didn't have their own phones they could use for the show. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, I guess not. Um, and then the girl that tried to warn Paige about Dean was somebody that was on Instant Star. Do you guys remember that show? Oh my god, I love Instant Star. Yeah, that's one of my one of my old faves. Um, but it was her name is Barbara Mama Bolo, and she later had a starring role on Instant Star as Cat. I remember Ooh. her. I didn't recognize her in this episode, but that makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of like cross waves with instant star and degrassi because it's just like you know toronto in the early 2000s yeah. um and then the last fact is when they aired this on the n in america um they they added on the episode how soon is now and like edited edited it in to make it an hour and a half special why I don't know. Very weird. Very weird. I don't feel like those episodes had anything to do with each other. Maybe they they, kind of don't. Maybe they thought that uh, it was too dark and they needed to lighten it up. Probably, because that's kind of what they did with the B-plot with Toby and JT. 
God, the stakes could not be lower in the B plot. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did did you guys feel like uncomfortable with like how basic ass the B plot was for this like dark ass episode? I yes, was like, I was like, I can't give a shit about JT and Toby's locker situation. Paige is going through something. Yeah, I was yeah, like, this is, this is I would have even argued like not to have a B plot at all. Mm-hmm. And just focus on Paige and like all of this that's going on with her. Yeah, I would say so too. I think that there's enough material like with the ninth graders, like that they don't need to go back to JT and Toby. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, they could have done the B plot as like Ashley, like focusing on Ashley getting back in with like Paige and them or something. Yeah, or like or exploring like Ashley and Ellie's friendship. Yeah. Or Spinner. Yeah, or the boys. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy tried to be a good friend in this episode. I actually yeah. wrote that down. I was like, one of this is one of the few few instances where Jimmy actually is Jimmy and Spinner are actually like being real friends with each other. Yeah, they're nice to each other. For once. Oh, I love that scene where they're in the blockbuster. <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah. Jesus. This episode was rife with early 2000s shit. I was yeah. just like, like everything, everything the girls were wearing, like the I- iridescent shoes that Paige buys. Oh, like, I know. Oh my God. Just the whole thing. I was like, and Paige's Blackberry and like. And then ev- Spinner's ev- little flip phone that is just a case. oh god yeah you know what i would have brought a case to school and pretended it was a phone to be cool too (laughs) but like how did he actually get a text message on it magic (laughs) also i love how degrassi does this a lot where they just kind of put characters that like they need to use for the plot into random sports that they never have played or talked about before. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like in this episode, Spinner's playing soccer and we never hear anything. Or Spinner and Jimmy are playing soccer. And we, yeah. ne- we never hear anything about him playing soccer before. <laughs> or, or again, yeah. I think. Or again. Yeah, they don't really... Because <laughs> the next time you see Jimmy, isn't he playing basketball? Yeah. <laughs> like in... In another couple episodes, isn't there, like, a Jimmy basketball, like, plot? I'm sure there is. I think, yeah, there's, I mean, Jimmy's, like, whole arc later on is about basketball. So, like, it's, yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of, it goes back to that whole thing that they talked about with, like, Craig, where they were, like, we wanted Craig to be this, like, photography guy, but then we realized that Jake Epstein was really into music, so he kind of became a music guy. And maybe that was what they were doing in the early seasons with, like, all of the characters. They're like, we're going to give them all hobbies and see what sticks. So, one (laughs) of the weirdest things that came out of the B-plot for me was when JT was cooking, quote-unquote cooking. I put it in quotes in my notes because, like, what the hell was he fucking doing with, like, marshmallows and Cheetos? But I've, for the first time I noticed that Toby said what JT is making and I didn't know what it was so I had to google it it's KD craft dinner KD yeah but apparently this is like a thing 
in Canada. Like really? putting shit into your like putting shit into your craft dinner. Ew. Like I had to Google it because they do like I found a, a recipe from Canada for confetti KD where they put like sprinkles in it. Wow. I didn't know that we would have to send the entire nation of Canada to jail. But yeah. Yeah. So I guess the thing that JT's doing isn't like that far off the mark from what like other people do with craft dinner in Canada. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Thank you. Yeah, you're <laughs> so welcome. I'm strangely comforted though. It's like at least it wasn't like an insane out of nowhere thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would have been kind of it, it would have uh it would have worked with JT's kind of disgusting character. Well, yeah, and that's him. how I always that's how I always saw that scene was just like it's JT being gross. Yeah. But I didn't realize that like this is actually sort of kind of a thing that they do up there. Wow. Yikes, bikes. Hate yeah. that. <laughs> like I don't think they put marshmallows and Cheetos in it normally, but like they definitely like other ingredients that are not in the box in it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'm learning so much about Canada from this TV show. Yeah. <laughs> God bless Canada. <laughs> uh, okay. So, did you have any more facts, Jess? I don't think there were any more, right? Nope. That was all of them. <laughs> cool. Those were good facts. Um, so, what did we think about Dean? Um, Big dumb soccer jerk. I don't even know how to put into words what I think about Dean. Dean is a manipulative, terrible, horrible. I wish he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then he like just I don't even know. Like it was a very realistic rape scene, I feel, which is like what made it even more intense. Yeah. Well, before we get into all of this, I want I want to say my thing that I was planning on saying. Oh this, yeah. Yes. Okay. So this is like really reminiscent of what happened to me in high school, and like Jess, you were my Hazel. Like you oh. were the person who was like, because I told you what happened to me. Yeah. And you were like, Elisa, you were raped, and I was like, No, no way. What? <laughs> And then that was the first time that I would found out I was right. Yeah. It was when we were talking about it. I was like, oh, God. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. This Like, I totally felt Paige's just, like, devastation of, like, no, I don't want this title. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be a statistic. Yeah. And then when Ashley just, like, dug it in as being a statistic, like, I totally felt her being, like, so angry about that. And her, like, the way that she dealt with, like, Ashley's song and everything, I thought it was also very realistic of, like, how somebody would really deal with it. Because you wouldn't just turn around and be like, yo, that happened to me. Like, you just shut down, basically. Yeah, like, it seems annoying on the outside being like, oh, my God, why wouldn't you just tell your friend? Like, but it's just something that's so overwhelming. Like, you don't want to talk about it. And it's just like... I'd rather just be angry. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 
just let me lash out at like, everybody. I'd rather be angry at you so I don't have to. Yeah. This episode kind of, um, like, with how she reacted to stuff and how, like, how Ashley was, was being when she was, like, writing her song and stuff, it really kind of outlined for me how young they all are. Um, like, it, it, I, you don't really think about it because it's, like, on a lot of TV shows, like, teenagers are played by, you know, like, 30-year-olds. But on mm-hmm. Grassy, that's not the case. They're in ninth grade, and they're, you know, 14, 15 years old. And it's just the, the whole thing where it's just, like, the idea of a teenage girl not knowing someone who's been assaulted is just... It just doesn't happen. And it's like, obviously, at some point in your life, everybody is good and nobody knows anybody who's been raped. But it just like, I thought that this really showcased that kind of like the first person in your friend group who gets assaulted, Mm -hmm. that whole like how that kind of brings this like unwanted maturity kind of down on your group of friends all at once. And that I, I thought that was really interesting and how the girls kind of went through it all together and uh, it kind of brought Paige and Ashley back into friendship and stuff. But yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty brutal, man. It's especially real when Ashley's talking about the statistics and everything and she says, like, did you know that like by the time they hit university, one out of four girls has been sexually assaulted and they're standing there with like a group of four girls yeah yeah oh (laughs) found the one and it's also like you're still a couple years from college Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah like three or three they're just little babies they're just little freshmen I know it was just so sad like to think about how young they really are and what they're going through and like how it's how truly unhandleable it is at that age yeah like I was glad that at the very very end she's going into a counselor's office but still it's like I really hope that you go to like legit therapy <laughs> the, yeah. the Degrassi counselor Miss Obey is kind of like she she basically like is a therapist I think that they do that so in the show they can like minimize the sets that they have to use because <laughs> um, a lot of people use misobe as like their actual therapist Counselor. yeah yeah um but yeah and she does keep seeing misobe like this isn't just a one and done on this episode like she keeps talking to her about it and like you hear about this more i'm oh, really glad that they did that in this show because like this show is like really bad about introducing an issue that should be like a lifelong issue and then just having it be resolved in one episode like the God, hoard, there's, a, there's a hoarding thing later I on I was there's, just going to talk about the hoarding thing there's a an you eating never disorder hear about thing. this hoarding anymore <sighs> who's a hoarder nobody that no. you know yet no oh my god i do have to bring up this line that jimmy said at the very beginning when he was talking to Spinner about, like, asking out Paige, he said, you gotta lead the horse to water. You can't make her drink, but you can make her thirsty. Oh, my God. I laughed out loud at that one. <sighs> that is genius. Like, whoever wrote that, perfection. To the genius of this particular, like, whoever was in the writer's room this episode. 
Yeah. Jimmy and Spinner were so cute in this episode. And, like, I love how at first, like, Jimmy was trying to, like, spare Spinner's feelings. Like, he didn't want to tell him what Mm -hmm. he heard about Paige and Dean. So he was just like, yeah, I just don't think, I think you should cool it on Paige. And, uh, you know, maybe. But then he did eventually tell her or tell him. Um, I really liked um, the girl at the party who tried to warn Paige. Um, But I I also thought that, like, if if I was in her position, I would have tried harder. Um, Yeah. Not that that's, like, her responsibility. And, of course, if she's, like, a high school student, like, you know, things are different then. Um, but like, oh, I, I was, I just like watched Paige, like shut her down and then she walks away and I'm like, oh no, she could have helped you. Well, uh, she could have helped. And then I feel like that little scene was reminiscent of, or it was foreshadowing for later on when Paige tries to warn Manny about the same thing. Yeah. She does. Yeah. Cause does Manny go after Dean? She goes after somebody. I don't remember who. You'll, you'll see. That's that's not too far off. Um, huh. a, Manny's just trying episode. to be a grown-up cheerleader. Yeah. Manny. Oh, Manny. I can't wait to get to season three, Manny. Oh, my God. Me neither. I have so much <laughs> stuff I want to talk about. <laughs> I feel like there's so much in season three that I need to see. Like, I feel like season three is the grail. Season three, honestly, is, like, my favorite season, I think, up until, like, 11 or 9. Yeah, they they say, like, regularly that, like, season, it's, like, 11 or 12. I think it's season 12. They say, like, season 12 is the perfect episode of Degrassi, or the perfect season of Degrassi. And then, like, season three is, like, the holy grail. I could see that. Yeah. Um, what else about this episode? I wanted to talk about... I'm just... My, my brain is so stuck on Spinner and Jimmy at Blockbuster. Because it was so cute. Oh they are God. so cute in that scene. And, like, so such a reminiscent that... of, like, actual high school. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, trying to pick out chick flicks that she'll like. So cute. And I love how he's just like, it's a date. And she's like, we're just friends. Yeah, like brutal. Last season, she was the one who was like all coming on to him just to get at Terry. Yeah, that was oh, that's move. Like you weren't even gonna date him. You just didn't want Terry to date him. What the fuck, Paige? Yeah, like really dick move. I really um, I, I mentioned it a little bit last week, but I thought that Lauren Collins was just incredible in this episode. Like she. You know, she's, they're all so young when they're, like, when they're filming the show. And, like, I thought that she, just, like, the emotional range that she had in this episode was really, really impressive. Um, and especially because it's Paige. It's a character that we don't see that from a whole lot up until yeah. this point. Um, it, this, and this is why, like, I love Paige. We start to see her as more of, like, a person rather than, like, a shitty archetype. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think this really, like, it sucks that this is what had to happen to give her some depth, but it really gives her, gives her character a lot of depth. It does. And I think, like, in, in the contrast to, like, Ashley's shit, um, like, 
it's just kind of funny to me because it's like Ashley lost all of her friends and just descends into this like very like grim dark madness and then like this legitimately horrible thing happens to Paige and she doesn't like go goth or anything like that <laughs> um but <laughs> that was another thing that like really showcased for me like how young they are um because you know in Ashley's mind like losing all of your friends is the worst thing that can happen to you yeah and you know they're learning that that's not the case yeah because that was what her original poem was about yeah was just like losing all your friends and being alone yeah she is a really good poet I gotta say but homegirl just sounds exactly the same every time she sings any song (laughs) i don't disagree the lyrics were really good though i was like damn those are like whoever wrote these lyrics actually did a really good job and i hear that song in my head all of the time hell yeah me too all the Degrassi music, like, I feel like every once in a while, I'll just, like, think of it, and then it'll be in my head for, like, several days. Yeah, especially, like, season four music. Like, Craig's um, music and stuff. Yeah, C- Craig and Ashley at that point also. But, like, yeah. that that was, like, that was, like, the renaissance of Degrassi bands. The song Dust is still, like, one of my all-time favorite songs. It's... It rules. I love it. Degrassi or not. Like, just as a regular song. Yeah. And, like, there are so many. I remember when I was a, a teenager, like, getting on LimeWire and trying to find, like, bootlegs oh, of Degrassi yeah. songs. Of course, they don't exist. They're just, like, recorded from the TV. <laughs> yeah. But... Those were definitely all in my iPod. <laughs> I wish they would release, like, an actual CD of all the Degrassi The Next Generation music. Because it's all so it would good. Make so much money on that yeah i mean i i personally would spend millions of dollars on it i would (laughs) well on spotify there's a songs from degrassi playlist oh but it's just like the, (laughs) the regular recorded songs that they use in the show i'm sure it's like shark in the water nine times yeah it is (laughs) That's literally the first one after the theme song. Of course it is. Um, So this was a very dark episode, but it did have moments of comedy. Um, And when I say this was a very dark episode, I mean these two episodes were very dark. Um, I really enjoyed Hazel's shitty singing voice. (laughs) Oh my God. She's a better singer than that. Yeah, It's like, you can tell when you hear her like, singing like that that she's actually a really good singer because like to be able to control your voice and give yourself that really weird like extra super vibrato like Mm -hmm. that's that takes a lot of vocal control so like good job (laughs) um and then I really enjoyed uh the Liberty and JT subplot in the second half of this episode yeah I can't believe Liberty's still into him like, come on, girl. Uh, he, I mean, he's given her some mixed signals, man. Like, the, at the end of the episode, he, like, winks at when her. When he, like, goes, winked at her. And, like, no wonder she thinks that you're going to get married, JT. <laughs> yeah, but 
at the same time, I kind of feel like she should have asked his permission before doing her entire project on him. I completely agree. I was like, why is everybody acting like this is a cool, like a normal thing? Like, why didn't Snake shut this the fuck down? Yeah. Because <laughs> I yeah, feel like, like they would have had to turn in, like, who their subject was going to be before just doing the project. So I feel like if she had said to Snake, like, I'm going to do JT as my hero project, he would just be like, no, like, pick up. A- Pick some, pick a per like, not one of your classmates. <laughs> but then, like, you see him in the background when she's giving her presentation, and he's like laughing, and it's like, come on, Snake. I mean, it is <laughs> unarguably hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I especially like the picture of him with a pool noodle or whatever around his waist, <laughs> and he's just like rubbing his nipples. Like, what are you I doing? I know. I know, like, I would be so embarrassed if pictures like that of me were shown to my entire 8th grade class. Also, Toby's such a shitty friend, man. He just secretly (laughs) gave his photo album to her. I would be like, wow, Toby, we're not friends anymore, because you suck. Yeah, and then Toby insinuates JT's a shitty friend. It's like, I think I know who the real shitty friend here is, Toby. <laughs> Do you think that him doing that was kind of still retaliation for JT cutting up his sweatshirt? Yeah, I or like it was the like... locker, the locker dispute in general. Yeah, I, I, I feel like they kind of solved that at the end of the first part of that episode, didn't they? Really? Do you think it was completely solved? No leftover bitter feelings. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that. I mean, I think in real life. Sure, they would probably still be having issues, but because this is a serialized children's television show, I really doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right. Did you notice, too, that Toby just went straight to choking out JT when he was mad at him? Yes! <laughs> I love that part, and I love, like, Ryan Cooley's such a good, like, actor, like, the kid who plays JT, because he's just, like... He, he just chokes him out, and then he just goes, humane society! <laughs> I know, so oh my cute. god. He's so funny. And I was like, why not start with, like, a slap or something? Why go straight to, like, choking him out? Oh god, speaking of slaps, Paige slapping Spinner was... Oh, that was good. Oh, oh my god and like also I'd like to mention I've had a guy actually say that not exactly that but that like same sentiment to me and oh. I wish I had the strength that Paige had to slap that man in the face oh that's horrible well and I wrote that down too because when he said like she said like don't I mean he was like why not everybody else does I wrote down that's argues than Jimmy calling Ashley a slut yeah yeah like, he didn't use such strong language as Jimmy did, but it it was worse. It felt worse. It felt worse because it's basically saying, like, I deserve to have you, too. Yeah. It's like, ew. Ew, 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 no way. Yeah, like, even if, even if she were a slut, like, that's still her fucking choice. Like, she... Uh, this in it wasn't obviously, but he he didn't know that. But you know, it's like the, this this particular brand of like early two thousands misogyny is kind of kind of wild. 
because um, I think like we as a generation we're kind of like on the verge of kind of unlearning this um and like especially at that age you're just like kind of things are very black and white at that age it's very just like you know you like him that means you don't like me anymore or you went with him that means that like I can neg on you for it yeah being a teenager is hard man I try really hard to not forget what it was like because I'm like I'm not gonna be like those old fogies who forget and who think that teenagers suck I'm like ah I'm I'm gonna try and remember how painful it was yeah because it was yeah I do too especially since like I work with teens I try really hard to like remember how fucking hard it is I think about that a lot, especially when you think about, like, you know, Gen Z and how they're coming up with all of this horrible shit that is in their face 24 hours a day. Because, like, you know, we had the benefit of, like, you know, we had a pretty normal, like, internetless childhood before everybody had computers and the internet in their houses and stuff. But, like, Gen Z has had the internet since, like, forever. And so... Like, on the plus side, they're all extremely well-informed and are probably going to, like, take over the world and just kick ass forever. But on the other side, like, there is there is a real significant fatigue that comes with, like, being hyper-aware of all of the horrible shit that goes on in the world 24 hours a day. And not mm-hmm. to mention, you know, active shooter drills and all this other horrible shit that's happening and, you know, uh, coming into you know, your teens during a Trump presidency, like, I, I do do not envy any teenager who is a teenager today, and, oh, my God, and looking at, looking at Degrassi, I'm like, shit, man, we had a pretty easy. Yeah, comparatively, we really did. We got to go to Blockbuster on Friday nights. I'm, like, honestly, really, Blockbuster, have a smartphone. When I was a kid. I didn't have an iPhone until I bought one for myself when I was, like, 19. Yeah, I didn't get a, I didn't get a smartphone until... I got a cell phone when I went to college. Because um, I needed one because I was going to school out of state. Um, and then I got a my first smartphone after I graduated from college. Because I needed one for work. Yeah, I guess I also got my first, like, iPhone after college. Because I was definitely already living in Oregon. I didn't move there until after graduation. But I had a BlackBerry in yeah, school, I had, like, in college. A, a technically, like, smarter phone than a flip phone but um, in high school. But I didn't have, like, an iPhone where I could look up anything on the internet that I wanted to at any time of day. Like, I, yeah. would, I think that would have made me miserable. Yeah, that's when we were still paying by the minute to use the internet on your oh, phone God. you'd yeah. hit the internet browser and it would start yeah. loading up and you'd be like fuck this is gonna cost like $25 and just hit the end button like a million times <laughs> yeah and then if you sent like too many text messages you know your parents would totally hound you and be like oh, it's yeah. 10 cents a text message Damn. yeah having to like count your text messages 
Oh my God. Make sure everyone counted. Like I you have to put all the info in it. Thankfully I never had to do that because I didn't have I didn't have a cell phone until college. So by that point, my mom understood that like people needed cell phones and stuff. So I had unlimited texting because I was on their family plan. But like immediately after college, they kicked me off of their family plan. So oh. <laughs> uh, not because they don't like love me or whatever, but because they were like, this is what people do. You have to pay for your own shit now. And I'm like, it's actually not what people do. I have friends who are in their 40s who are still on their parents' cell phone plan, but go off, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm definitely still on my parents' cell phone plan. <laughs> I am on my mother-in-law's plan. Because it makes more sense that way. Yeah. Like, you want to have more people on your plan. Because then it's cheaper. Yeah, Yeah, then you can split the bill among more people. Hell yeah. My parents are just kind of, they're they're very much like pull yourself up by your bootstraps type of people. And they're lovely, but they, uh, that's the kind of thing that they don't listen to me about, you know? (laughs) So, um... (sighs) Or anything else we have to say about the A plot or the B plot? Oh, they mentioned JT's mom again. Yeah. They said that she's like a battle axe, but it's like we later learn that JT doesn't have parents and lives with his grandmother. Yeah. So I wonder if this is a just straight up a instance of like inconsistent writing or if like something happens off screen that we don't see between now and like later when we meet his grandma where like he has to go and live with his grandma I think that would have been like mentioned you would think and I yeah I don't know I mean like we can assume the best of the writers and think like okay well something clearly happened but then if something were to happen like on a show that's so focused on like the real lives of Canadian teenagers, then they probably would have talked about it on the show. I think that they just like forgot. I think uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens in seasons one and two that they forget. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, a bunch of siblings just mysteriously go missing <laughs> later on. <laughs> that is true. Cause like they talk about how Manny has his brother and she definitely doesn't. Yeah, and like, uh, Elisa, you're going to see as as we progress in this show, there's something in the fandom called the Degrassi Black Hole, which is, <laughs> uh, it's where the characters go that the writers don't have, they don't know what to do with them. So instead of like writing them off the show, or like giving them a reason to go away, they're just gone. <laughs> <laughs> and... It's like there are characters who actually get like a oh they transferred to another school you know like they'll 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 explain where they went, but there are definitely characters that just fucking vanish. Oh my gosh, Kendra, Kendra hey. is in the black hole. That hasn't happened yet though. But like, she just disappears. She hasn't disappeared yet. She hasn't. We no. haven't seen her in a while. We only saw yeah. her on that one episode. We see her in one episode, and then we see her in, like, the field hockey episode. Oh, I forgot about that one. That one's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that fucking episode. That's the one where Liberty wears a cape. Yeah, she wears a cape, and I just can't. <laughs> ah, boy, oh boy. Oh, Degrassi. The best show on television. 
I wish it was still on television. Me too. I really need them to just bring it back because it's quarantine, y'all. And I'm so apparently, it. apparently in one of the newer Next Class episodes that I have not seen, they start like a Degrassi Girls Gone Wild page where all the teenagers are showing their titties online. What? That is that is not in Next Class. That is in Degrassi: The Next Generation, the revival. It's in, uh, I think, like season fifteen or something. Uh, or actually, fourteen is the last one. So I think it's in season like fourteen. Um, Are you sure it's not on Next Class? Because yeah, I watched. I, 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 I rewatched Next Class kind of recently. Um, but yeah, I, that's that's part of the show that I never saw. Um, and I follow a lot of Degrassi Twitter accounts, including uh, Degrassi No Context, which is just terrific, and everyone should follow them. Um, but, yeah, they go through, like, every single episode and just, like, put screen caps with no context. And that was one of the ones where they, like, were posting, like, the the screenshots of, like, the text messages or whatever and I was like this is not a thing that happens no yeah (laughs) and that's the kind of thing like later on that goes on where I'm just like did teenager are teenagers nowadays really doing this like I don't I don't think so there's a lot of things that happened in like the movies and in the later seasons that's just like okay we've kind of jumped the shark shark here a little bit this is not a thing that anyone deals with (laughs) yeah Uh, well, should we even I do and it goes there moment? <laughs> I think we all know what it is. It's I mean, there's, there's the obvious one, but there's also when Paige slaps Spinner. And oh yeah, that's a good one. There's when Paige opens up to Ashley about her rape. Yeah, and yeah. I might actually choose the Paige and Ashley scene. It's a very good scene. Um, and I also thought that. Um, Paige's nightmare about Dean was extremely arresting. I was just like, oh god. Um, that was one of those like really jarring uh, transitions where it's just like, mm-hmm. she's just like having a dream about getting assaulted and then it's just like, whatever it takes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, oh my like, god. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I wrote down the nightmare too. It was like a very scary scene. Ugh. Yikes, poor Paige. I love that girl. And also the shot through the window, like after it pans away from them, like while the rape is happening, and then they go to a shot through the window of like Spinner at the party. And I was just oh. like, oh. It's so awful. Yeah. It's just like your friends are right there and like help is right there. Anything else to say? I'm good. Yeah, I think we're good. I love this episode of Degrassi, even though it's horrifying. And I think Lauren Collins just fucking knocked this one out of the park. And I love her. Yeah, she did a great job. And she's a surprisingly good singer. Yeah. Way better than Hazel. Way better than Hazel. I would argue better than Ashley, but... I'm probably a little biased. Like, I was I was actually just going to say that, too. But, like, I don't know if it's true. Like, I don't know if I actually think that. But, like, in this episode, she definitely is better than Ashley. Yeah. I think this is the last time we ever see her sing, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think PMS has many more reunion tours after this. <laughs> Dang. But there's okay. more Degrassi music. It'll be okay. We get Hell Hath No Fury next season. Or not next season. Yes! Oh, damn! I love Degrassi, you guys. <laughs> EJ, do you remember, do you remember when, after that episode of, with Hell Hath No Fury came out, when they had the, um, the principle on the end website where you could download the picture that was on their shirt, our own shirt? Yes, I do. Um, you turned into a robot for half of that, but I still got like... Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I still know exactly what you're talking about, and I defo printed that out and put it on a t-shirt. I wanted to so badly, but like my parents wouldn't buy me iron-on printable stuff <laughs> I made like a little one and put it on my backpack but it fell off <sighs> well follow us um, at social disease pod on Instagram and a Facebook yeah yeah. <laughs> yes, and um, I'm I'm uh, gonna eventually get around to making us a Twitter someday. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, make us a Twitter. Yes, I will do that. And other than that, have a very nice day. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, yeah. Happy, happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. This is coming out on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Hell yeah. Possibly the least appropriate episode to talk about on Valentine's Day. (laughs) Extremely true. Hold your loved ones dear to you because there are terrible people in this world. Terrible, terrible people. Named Dean from Bardell High. (laughs) Yep. Son of a bitch. (laughs) All right. Well, talk to you later, guys. Bye, Bye, friends. Bye.